Hello, everybody. John from the future here just to pop in and give a spoiler warning for this episode. There are spoilers for all of Star Wars, but most specifically for The Mandalorian Season 1 and 2. So if you have not finished those and you would like to watch them without spoilers, then probably go finish that before you listen to this episode. And then when you come back, you can just enjoy. Um, should we just start? Yeah, so uh, we don't we don't really have a, a way of starting. We're just kind of all over the place so yeah same for behind the bastards there's no <laughs> there's no actual way to start anything this might be how we started it we might be go are we going john i guess we're going so um yeah hi uh there's a lot of noise now is that me that is me okay <laughs> wow perfect cool it's it's not there anymore the noise is gone the noise was me charging my computer apparently that's bad and i shouldn't do that wait that makes noise <laughs> uh yeah i'm i'm plugged into the same power source for my recorder so it's getting feedback from the ac <laughs> oh sick anyway it's um, not there anymore all right welcome <laughs> this is a terrible place to live and it's less terrible today because we have a wonderful guest we're very excited um garrison davis uh critically acclaimed person <laughs> yeah, famous Twitter personality from a very yeah, small yeah. sector of Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling uh, some friends about it. I was like, listen, I'm very excited about this. And they're like, ah, that doesn't mean anything to me. I was like, yeah. okay, it yeah, means a lot to me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how that works. Yeah, David said he messaged you and I was like freaking out about it. And then I told my brother and he was like, who? And I was like, oh, well, uh. <laughs> The, but the yeah. people that listen to our podcast will be excited about it because they know who you are. Oh, yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if, if you don't, um, hi, my name's Garrison. I tweet a lot. Um, and when I'm not tweeting, I'm either writing and hosting Behind the Bastards when the main host, Robert Evans, is too busy, or also working on other podcasts like uh, Uprising a guide from Portland, which is all about Portland's 2020 Black Lives Matter protests, which I got tear gassed extensively at. Um, and if, after you get tear gassed enough and you start posting videos, apparently people start following you on Twitter. So oh, that's what I that's what I needed to do. I didn't realize that that's why my Twitter following was so low. I hadn't been tear gassed enough. Tear gassing is great for the for the tweets. Yeah, it, it re really does numbers. If you're like, oh, yeah, tear gas, I'll retweet. That's the least I can do. <laughs> That's kind of how it works. <laughs> I mean, this will make him feel a little better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about tear gassing today. Actually, we, we can talk about tear gassing. Did they do any tear gassing in Star Wars? Do we know? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember any tear gas like... Uh, weapons in star wars yeah nothing maybe nothing the, comes to mind maybe in the new shows they'll expand their their arsenals they'll have some tear gas hopefully and I, they can hire me as a consultant because I, I i know one of the writers for the new shows actually oh that's um, so cool yeah i i can i i can i can talk to him maybe maybe he can put some tear <laughs> gassing into one, one of the new shows yeah um speaking of i really hope they do like more uh genre stuff for the new shows but I want like social issue dramas in Star Wars, <laughs> where <laughs> where they're like uh, 
where it's not just like the rebellion, but they're also like protests going on during the imperial times. They're like, yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna march on Coruscant, you know. The the animated show Star Wars Rebels has a little bit of that, um, but it definitely that that kind of stuff could be fleshed out a bit. So and, and I'm I'm a very dumb Star Wars nerd. Um, <laughs> I spent way oh. too much time learning about all the various Star Wars canons and a whole bunch of nonsense. So I have too much information about it and I don't know what to do with it. So now I'm using my Twitter following to like worm my way onto podcasts to talk about nerd stuff. It's not hard. Yeah. To worm. It's not hard to worm your way onto our podcast, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're happy to have you. If people haven't guessed by now, we're talking about Star Wars today. Um, <laughs> they read, they yeah. read the title. Yeah. That's why they're here. Yeah. You cl- that's the thing I hate about podcasts is when the host like tries to like, announce what the podcast is about and it's like they act like it's some big surprise so like no i clicked the episode i know what i'm listening to yeah yeah the same, the same with introducing guests that they read the title <laughs> <laughs> yeah so shock uh, it, 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 it would be real fun to like um mix it up though have like a title and a guest that isn't actually there and it's like so it's actually a surprise <laughs> Ah, uh, that'd be good. It'd be like, yeah, it'd be like Firefly oh, with Robert like, Evans, and then it's, the... it's not. It's Star Wars with Garrison. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, John, for the title of the episode, put like uh, Matthew McConaughey's on. Then we'll get all the clicks. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie in the title. That no. Ah, uh, do it, do it, do it. And no. I would not click on something that says Matthew McConaughey. So I think that oh, may do negatively point. for your numbers. Yeah. No. Um, who's universally beloved? Uh, nobody. Literally nobody. Star Wars with Barack Obama. All right, let's move on. Um. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I am uh, statedly on the podcast not a Star Wars fan, but I know too much about Star Wars to convince people that I'm not a Star Wars fan, and I will argue about Star Wars like with Good. anyone. I mean, <laughs> I mean Star Wars, everyone knows Star Wars is bad. And I think most of all, all of the leftist Star Wars fans knows knows that more than anything else. Um, we, we, we know it's terrible, um, and we hate ourselves for liking it. Um, it's an abusive relationship. It's an abusive relationship <laughs> that just keeps letting us down. And we we keep every once in a while there'll be like a glimmer of hope. You're like, oh no, episode eight, you're actually you actually have some potential, and then they do something crappy again. And it keeps yeah. happening, and we never learn our lesson. <laughs> it's terrible. Um yeah i don't know i think i'm too invested at this point like i can't get out you know it's it's a bit like a cult like yeah like i've spent so much time if this isn't part of my life what was it all for you know? i have hundreds of dollars of lightsabers in my apartment it's a real issue i can't stop i have read so many comics i learned to write my name in arabesh in middle yes. school <laughs> oh that's good that's good um y'all are beyond me I, I, it takes up too much of my mind for me not to like watch everything that they come out with. Like yeah. Disney, Disney owns me. Yeah, that's the yeah. Like when I when the announcement came when it was like there are fifteen new Star Wars shows, I'm like, oh no, no, <laughs> right, right. I'm gonna have to watch all of these. Oh. And they're not all gonna be good. Some they're of them gonna mostly not. suck, but I still have to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> As a person, I'm contractually obligated to view all of these things. <laughs> uh, very frustrating. So we're but we're we're mainly talking about the Mandal. We're supposed to be mainly talking about the Mandalorian, correct? I was thinking of it as like a springboard for a discussion about Star Wars generally. Okay. 
Um, so like, I think so we I, should start with just like getting into our background with Star Wars, like whether it was like something we grew up with. Uh, I think John and I have talked about this before, but we'll rehash it. Yeah, we can okay. we can rehash ours briefly. Um, yeah, I was figuring that y'all two would mostly lead the discussion to wherever you want to go, and I will just sit here and make comments. <laughs> uh, we do, like recently we've been doing like a rating system for things that we've watched or listened to. Um, so I think we can do that for the new season at the end, um, and we'll get to that. Sorry, my cats are destroying my apartment behind me. So if you hear crashing sounds, that's just my cats. It's all right. I'm sitting on a sidewalk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So rating system at the end. Yeah, yeah. For yeah, the, for right. the newest we'll, season. We'll get to that. Um, so I, I listened to the uh, uh, series unfortunate events uh, episode. Oh really? Because I because I, I like that show. Um, oh nice. So, but I, I assume probably the format has changed a lot since since then, or at least a little bit. We we don't really yeah. have a format. We're slowly good, good. implementing a format now, and that's just the rating system. But that mostly okay. comes at the end of the conversation. All right, all right. We started cool. we started reading from Wikipedia recently. Uh, that's been a new development. Um, <laughs> the last episode we had a lot of IMDb trivia, which was fun. Oh, that's um, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, All right. Yeah, we can we can figure this out. I'm I'm familiar with the podcasting format, so I'm sure we can I'm sure we can figure something out. No, we just invited you on to like mansplain podcasting to you. (laughs) 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 Noted employee of iHeartRadio. Yeah. All right. No, no, no. We know better. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So anyway. I watched all of The Mandalorian last night. I was up to like four in the morning. All, all of it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I procrastinate. And I, okay. I knew we were doing this episode, but then I was like, ah, I've got to decorate my house for Christmas and stuff. Uh, so we did that. But like, huh. but now, now I've seen it. So did you watch all of season one and all of season two or just all season two? Oh, oh season two. I'd already okay. seen season okay. one. What? Yeah, not all of it. <laughs> okay. All right. So you watched all season two in one sitting. So yeah. I, I, I watched it from week to week. So I, I wonder how that maybe affected our viewing experience. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's a lot to be gained from watching it all at once because it's very episodic. It's, it's very episodic, except for uh, in like the first, well, this, this season felt like to have a little bit more of an ongoing plot line than season one, I think. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Because like, th- there was a lot of episodes that like ended on like a oh no, and then it's like <laughs> then the next episode they're like oh it's Baby Yoda's okay actually. They're like all right. I didn't like Baby Yoda this season. I turned on him, you know. Really? He was eating. He was eating those eggs, and I was like, ah, oh, he's just being an asshole. I love that. Okay, I, 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 that was that's maybe my favorite part of the whole of the whole season. Of his baby. I was just like, uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I was just like, <laughs> put putting this shit in your mouth, baby. Oda, he ate the spider thing. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, I, oh, I you're just fucking it. everything up. <laughs> I actually enjoyed when Baby Oda was a bit of an asshole this season. Um, that was maybe the main redeeming feature for me because I, oh, I, really? I do have some issues with this okay. season. Um, I mean, the thing is, it's you like. I like complaining about Star Wars. I act like I'm upset about it, but like deep down, I care so much that I'm like, oh, I like venting, you know? Yes. 
it's a different kind of entertainment where you're happy to be upset about it. Yes, yes, that is, yeah, that is Star Wars for me. Um, except, except when it really gets me upset, and then I can't. So, like, I can, you know, I can watch prequels and stuff. That's fine. Uh-huh. Uh, I still can't watch Episode Nine again. It's going to get me a little bit too frustrated. <laughs> oh. I don't think anyone wants to go watch Episode Nine a second time. No one. It's the the thing that unites the fascists and the leftists is <laughs> hatred of Episode Nine. Exactly. <laughs> the one thing that ties everyone together. Um, but no, like. <laughs> I like. I think Mandalorian is gonna fall more into kind of like the prequels esque thing, where I have a lot of issues with it. But there's still enough fun things that aren't like offensive enough. Not offensive as in like, oh, it hurt my feelings, but like offensive <laughs> as like me as a viewer that I find upsetting as like a storytelling, you know, medium. Um, you know, like it, it's just mediocre enough that I can watch it and not get like super upset, but also not actually really enjoy it. Um, so it, it kind of falls in like the prequel kind of side of things i was watching it last night and i realized it's a little bit like a worse version of firefly yeah that that's that's why robert evans likes the show so like he uh, robert evans loves firefly he's, he's actually watching firefly, with, firefly. He's, he's, he's making me watch firefly right now oh it's um, so good and and, and I, after i watched this episode with robert i'm like oh so this is this is just like the Mandalorian, but better. He's like, yeah, that's that, that's 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 why I like the Mandalorian. It's because it's like a space western thing with like a dude. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, so Mandalorian a, that's a is, great summary of of both of those shows. <laughs> space western with a dude. Yeah, and and Baby Yoda's river, as we all know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of one to ones, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know who Wash would be though. We don't have a Wash yet. Maybe no, IG-88. Really. <laughs> I, 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 did, I did like IG-88. That was, he was fun. They, they, could have, they could have picked a better number, though. They shouldn't have done 88. But besides that, anyway, that's just my... I, I see Nazi and everything because yeah, of my job. Yeah. So that's, that's just my problem. <laughs> I think that the season has done, like, a very good job of, like, just enough fan service. Where, like, it's still entertaining to someone, I'd, I'd think, anyway, who doesn't know a whole lot about Star Wars, but, like... There's enough of it there for me, like, oh, Bo-Katan showed up finally. You know? Yeah, I think it, I think by the end it crossed the f- fan service threshold, but before the last episode, I was okay with it. They like they were pushing it, and I mean, like, I love Ahsoka, I love Bo-Katan. Those are some of my favorite uh, characters from the Clone Wars. Um, so I was like, the Ahsoka episode is maybe maybe my favorite episode of the of the whole the whole show. Oh, it's um, so good, yeah. Uh, I, I, I just really like this episode. So that's that's the uh, that's one of two episodes in season two I've seen. I have not seen uh, Mandalorian season two all the way through uh, oh. because I don't have Disney Plus and I refuse to pay for it. So uh, <laughs> interesting. But like the thing is, I read like articles about what happened, yeah, so I yeah, know what yeah. I know what's going on. I don't really care about like the actual consumption of the media so much as I do like what is the underlying plot of the season oh i envy uh-huh. you so much and that like yeah so i used to read like wikipedia instead of reading books so i would yeah. like yeah. find someone would suggest a book to me and then i'd go look up those characters on wikipedia and read their storylines i mean that, that, that that's much better <laughs> because most uh-huh. star wars like quote unquote books are just that with like a whole bunch of nonsense thrown in um, unless it's like i'll defend timothy's on his books are pretty good I have like, Timothy uh, Zahn books in my shelf, but I think he is a terrible writer. Um, 
I have a, I have a, I have side Timothy's odd books like one foot away from me, but he still keeps like everything Star Wars. It still is very trashy. And I, <laughs> I haven't I read. I haven't read any of the stuff that isn't Star Wars because that exists. I don't know what. No, why would you? That's... Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I love the book uh, Scoundrels. I was like, oh, they get they did Ocean's Eleven in Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, I've gotta, I've gotta love it. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Timothy Zahn isn't. Yeah. Anyway, well, I, I don't. I've we read may, one. We book. may be seeing more of him in the in the Ahsoka show. We, we may be actually seeing some Thrawn. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Which that's probably going to happen. Which I have, what I mean like everything Star Wars, I'm upset about, but I will absolutely love to watch it, because uh, I, because like who can't who how how can you say no to space to like space Sherlock Holmes? You can't. <laughs> it's too good. I think out of all new shows that they announced, I'm so excited for the one that's like an uh, anthology of Star Wars anime short films. Yes, that sounds sick as hell. That one yes. sounds really cool I'm to so me. So excited! Too. Yeah, like if like Star Wars an- Star Wars Animatrix just sounds perfect. Um, so hopefully that'll be good. It's like the original Clone Wars. So. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Terrascotti. What's his name? Terrascotti. Yeah, Samurai Jack dude. Yeah. Yeah, Samurai Jack Clone Wars. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The one that I watched whenever I was like really little, and I was like, "Damn, that's like a lot of gore." Like, what's? <laughs> I was like, "That dude exploded," and now Obi Wan just like soaked in his guts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was the one. The one where my mom walked in and was like, "I don't know if I like this." <laughs> my my parents did that when I was watching the Darth Maul episodes of the animated Clone Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I was always super dark. I was sitting there watching them, and I was like. I hope mom doesn't walk in because she hates witchcraft. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I guess if we're talking about like history of Star Wars, I wasn't really allowed to watch much Star Wars when I was younger because of the whole cult thing. Yeah. Um, so then when we moved to Portland, I started uh, like watching the, the OT and stuff, eventually watched all of Clone Wars, um, and then uh, got to the prequels, and then I started seeing uh, the, the sequel films as, as they were coming out. Um, but at the time, I also then was like, you know, reading all the EU books, all the old canon, new canon, all of that nonsense. Um, and that, yeah, then I just kind of uh, fell into Star Wars nerd, nerdy, dumb, or whatever. I believe John, like, he had a similar thing where his parents were like, no yeah. space witchcraft, my, my none parents, of that. My parents still don't allow Star Wars in their house. So, like, <laughs> you know, I live live on my own now, but, like, when I'm at their house, they don't they don't care for Star Wars because it's, like, Eastern religion or whatever. So, yeah. No. Honestly, good. No Star Wars allowed. We've yeah. saved so many people. Yeah. No, I didn't Eastern actually... religion is such a weird phrase. It's just, Eastern like, religion. such a prejudice. Quotes, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, and so. also they're wrong. The, the prequels are heavily Christian, um, and I, I oh, can yeah, get. There's a chosen one. <laughs> I can get into. I can get into this a whole bunch. But like, yeah, like the first, the first six films were more. No, the first like three films were more Eastern. Um, the prequels were heavy. Were like heavily Abrahamic, um, and then yeah. the sequel films are a mess. Um, and <laughs> the, that the is the ideology of all Star Wars. We did it. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker is nihilism. <laughs> <laughs> Anarcho nihilism, take the black pill. 
hang yourself in the closet. That is the message of that film. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, Palpatine's alive because fuck it. We don't care. <laughs> Nothing matters. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, I, I didn't see a single Star Wars film that had no experience with Star Wars until uh, Force Awakens came out. So okay. that, that year I, I watched all of them before the movie came out so that I could okay. go be hyped. Well, you know? What was your favorite one that you watched um, after, like, when you watched like, all, all six? Nicholas episode one. Episode one was your favorite. It's the okay. only one that as a movie I was like, this is enjoyable. Okay. And I now I, I don't like it, obviously. Like there's some mace, like there's some major problems with just the movie as a movie. Right. Obviously. But like if I had to watch any star Wars movie n- now, it would be one of the either rogue one or Han Solo, but like, okay. From the actual, like three, three trilogies, uh, it would be some of the prequels, either episode one or episode three, episode two. Yeah. Episode, I mean, I, I think I, I, I can respect that. Um, I think I, I can't watch episode two. It's just, it's just the, it's Anakin, so boring. The, the Anakin and Padme stuff is just a little bit too much. Um, but episode one as like a standalone film actually isn't terrible. Um, Jar, Jar Jar Binks is Jar Jar Binks, but even still, I think that's maybe the best standalone film of the prequels. Um, I mean, episode three has some other like better moments, but it, it's not, it's, 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 it doesn't function good as like a standalone film. I think I think you can just watch episode one and have that be a thing you watch, and it's like, yeah, that, that's like that is a story that starts and ends, and it's done. Yeah, and well, and it, it has it has some really good like moments to it as a movie, just like the all the Darth Maul bits, uh, yeah. are really really well done. Everything with Qui Gon and Obi Wan is is really Liam fantastically Neeson's locked in in that movie. Oh, he's oh, yeah. great. Yeah. It, yeah, it's really Quite, good. The, the The plot and some of the side characters are, are a little bit problematic, and it, it gets a little bit weird, um, just just in general. But I feel like that's... I mean, besides besides the space racism, I don't have much of a problem <laughs> with with what's going on. I I find like we have a lot of like George Lucas is very accidentally good about addressing certain political issues that he really doesn't know much about. So like wars being started over taxation of trade routes is an actual thing that should be discussed more often. And the film kind of tries to. Same thing with like episode three being like a liberal democracy turning into fascism. You're like, yeah, that's a story that we should be telling more often. Um, it's just that the execution isn't, isn't fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's poorly, uh, it's poorly thought out in, in the actual like uh, parts of the film where they, they need it to be discussed more uh, seriously. The, the the fun side of it and, it also and the feels, concept of it is is very good, but the actual execution of it is is very uh, I don't know cheap, I guess. Yeah, it comes off very tonally dissonant, where it's like, ah, oh, this isn't what this movie is, you know? Like they're yes. like, oh, now we're gonna go hang out with these senators for a while. <laughs> it's like, okay, really? Like I thought we were here to watch uh, space swords. <laughs> See, that, that's maybe my favorite part of the prequels, though, is the weird mix-mash of dumb political stuff with, like, laser sword fighting, because that's kind of what my life is. So <laughs> I can, like, understand and appreciate that, because my life is a mix of dumb laser sword fighting, as well as dumb street fighting mixed in with, like, very boring political stuff, because uh, that's the world we live in now. Um, yeah. So- yeah, I would say I would say the political stuff is is probably why those movies like the prequels i prefer over the other ones even though they're objectively just not great 
Okay. I mean, the best the best one's got to be Empire Strikes Back, though. For yeah, so like, what's your favorite of the original trilogy? Yeah. Me. Yeah. Oh, I hate them all. So you 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 don't like episode four, five, or six at all? No, no not okay. really. All right. That's interesting. It's huh. Garrison. We can we can cut him out of the Zoom call if you'd like. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is a possibility. Um, let's see. Yeah, he's hosting. I am hosting. Uh, for host privileges. So yeah, episode five is by far the best Star Wars film pre twenty fifteen. Um, like ob- objectively, as 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 a movie, it is by far the great the, the best piece of manufactured fiction. Um, in terms of the philosophy, in terms of the um, the spe- special effects for the time and how they've aged, um, it is by far uh, the best the, the the best the best piece of filmmaking that George Lucas has made. Um, well, I mean, the thing is that he didn't make it. <laughs> that's that's why it's so good is that he got someone else to write it and someone else to direct it. Um, <laughs> Weirdly, his best movie, American Beauty. Which is so strange. Yes, yes, yes that <laughs> is just true. like, oh yeah, let's watch Ron Howard drive around in a car, and oh, it's yeah. better than anything else he ever does. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then I also I appreciate I, I really like the second half of Return of the Jedi a lot. I, I think my like my my favorite shot in all of Star Wars is the one shot inside the Emperor's throne room. That's like a side angle of Luke and Vader fighting. That like tracks Luke across the screen as he's like wailing on Vader. And it's by far, I think the best piece of cinematography in the whole series. Um, and I just really like Luke's arc in that film. Um, so like, I'm a huge Luke Skywalker fan. I have like, I have like the, I have the Jedi Luke costume. I have like three Jedi Luke Skywalker lightsabers cause I'm terrible. Um, <laughs> but I, I just re- I really like the kind of like, nerdy farm boy turning into this emo teen with a lightsaber because that yeah. kind of describes what my life was um yeah, yeah so it's I a relatable really, arc yeah. i really appreciated that yeah and mark hamill is also amazing um when I, he's I, not when he's when he's not thirst posting about joe biden right <laughs> Mark Hamill's Twitter is a mixed bag, gotta say. It's a very mixed bag. I'm happy the election's over so he can stop thirst posting about Joe Biden and go back to just being Mark Hamill. Um, Half of it's like, man, I really loved when I was in Star Wars, and the other stuff is like, I'm like becoming very political now. It's like, all right, quick, good for you. Like, glad yeah, you're involved. It's, it's lead. You could be a lot worse yeah. for a movie star who was born in like the what fifties or sixties. Um, yeah, yeah, like you you could be a lot worse, but okay, yeah. Anyway, Ford stands on things. What? Do we know where Harrison Ford stands on things? I don't think Harrison Ford cares about politics. I don't think he cares he, about anything. He doesn't care about anything, right? He's Harrison Ford. He doesn't. This it doesn't matter to him. <laughs> I don't think anything really matters to Harrison Ford. And I don't I think, really want to learn more than that. I think he's a pure capitalist and nothing else. I don't think he's a capitalist. He's just someone who wants to make, who wants to like build wooden shelves and occasionally shoot guns in movies. <laughs> I think that's all Harrison Ford is. And that's all we really need him to be. We don't need him to be much more than that. Harrison Ford is essentially like Ron Swanson if he were real and an actor. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
That's... Yeah, so I mean, I, I, episode five is by far, I think, the best piece of film. I like the second half of I like the second half of episode six more, just personally, even though I know it's less, it's not, it's not as good of a film. Um, mm. And then I, yeah, then pre pre Force Awakens, I learned a whole bunch about like Star Wars nerd stuff. Um, Force Awakens came out, and I thought it was okay on my first watch. I started to like it less the more I thought about it. But I thought it was an all right opener after the prequels that kind of reestablished traditional Star Wars stuff. I will say this, and this is a bit of a hot take. I don't think a single J.J. Abrams movie holds up to scrutiny. Oh, does They're it? They're fun. But then, like, no. instantly, actually, yeah. that's not that much of a hot take. I think everyone. No, we I, don't, I don't think that. anyone disagrees with you. <laughs> no, everyone knows this, yeah. It sounded yeah. like it was because it was a blanket statement, but then as soon as I said it, I was like, that's just true. No, that's not controversial <laughs> at all. Yeah, I mean, with, with Force Awakens specifically, like, I was riding the hype of opening night for yeah. first Star Wars movie that I'd gone to see in theaters. So I came out of it being like, whoa, exactly. crazy. Yeah. And then I saw it in theaters one more time, and I have not watched it again because it's Good. just, I was like, nope. <laughs> there's nothing else. There's, there, no, there's nothing there. Once yeah. you've seen it, it was all spectacle. Once you've seen it, it's, you've seen it. It's you like know? the best way that I can describe Force Awakens is like the greatest hits album of Star Wars. It's just, it's just like Star Wars greatest hits. Here well, you go again. Well, and the best scene of the entire movie is in the first like five minutes when Kylo Ren stops that, that um, blaster bolt. In, I don't even in care. I, 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 I even, the, it goes I don't downhill even care about that. It goes downhill. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of my, my favorite scene from that film. Can you even remember any scenes from that film? I, I can, because I, because I'm me. Um, <laughs> my favorite scene from that film is maybe just like Ray eating food in the fallen down ATAT. Yeah. Something like that. Like it, it feels very like Luke playing with his dumb like action figures in it in it in episode four, just like, yeah, it's like, just like quiet moment alone on some sand. And that's really what Star Wars boils down to a lot of the time is just people being alone in a terrible world, trying to be happy. Um, I think that's, that's maybe, that's maybe it, but yeah, the rest of the film is just like, it's fine, but it's, it, there's nothing good. There's a lot of pointless shit in there too. Like the part where they're on that ship at the beginning, uh, where there's like the weird space monster that's running around. Oh yeah, the the dumb in Indiana Jones space monster thing. Yeah. Yeah. What was what was the point of that? I I don't know. <laughs> also, I got obsessed with that scene because I timed how long it took that monster to eat all the people it grabbed, um, and it was like six seconds. And then he the monster <laughs> carries around Finn in the, in like in the spaceship for like two minutes without eating it. I'm like, what is this bullshit? What is going on here? It's uh... he was full. <laughs> no. like, this one's for later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, episode six is uh, episode seven is meh. Um, Rogue One came out, and I have issues with the way that film got focus tested and the, the way the film handled gender, because originally in the first cuts of the film, uh, Felicity Jones' character was a lot more um, active. Like um, they were a lot more like forceful. They had they had more quote unquote spunk, and it tested poorly for male audiences. Then they reshot a lot of her scenes to make her more docile, which I hate. Yeah, um, I didn't know this, that, but that 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 makes yeah. sense because her character does feel like she should be doing more that entire movie, and then she's just not for some reason. Yeah, like if if you watch the first Rogue One trailer, 
um, her character is totally different in the trailer. Um, she, she, she's she's like bossing people around. She's being forceful, um, kind of like how um, kind of like how Leia was in Episode Four. Um, like Poe Dameron, really. Yeah, yeah. And then they reshot it all. Um, but gender issues aside, I like that film as a film about terrorists blowing up a building. Um, so I think it, it, it's, it's, it's a good movie if you ignore the gender issues. They do a good job making it. Um, and that's really my only issue with it besides that is, 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 just, the, is just the gender stuff. Yeah, I mean, as far as as far as Rogue One goes, I feel like it does something that other Star Wars movies haven't done in a way that, like, for me at least, is something that I was excited about when it came out, which was like it it was touching on aspects of Star Wars lore without just being like, oh, and that guy exists and he's got backstory. Yes. Like, it touched on yeah. some things and it gave you a a new story with things that tied into the lore but it didn't just say uh there is lore and you can go read it <laughs> which is what what always bothers me because like you know with like boba fett jango fett mandalorians until the show now and even with the show really it, it was always just like uh, there is lore surrounding these characters and like their backstories and like who they are um, but we're not going to show you any of it <laughs> it's just you're going to have to just go find it yourself whereas i feel like rogue one does a little bit more of where it, it actually kind of does that with um chura and i forget the other guy's name yeah uh, the uh, two, like, yeah they yeah they touch yeah, on like, their the backstory guys. a little bit but then they give you a good story with those characters yeah uh, that that doesn't just say these characters exist and we told you they're cool so you should believe they're cool they and actually, yeah, and actually shows them doing cool things right which yeah. is my problem with someone like boba fett where boba fett is not cool in the ot like he never he never does anything impressive. The only thing cool he does he is not- have a jetpack. <laughs> he he, like didn't, he didn't even use it correctly. The jetpack is what killed him. He didn't even yeah. use it. Like I, I hate Boba Fett so much because he, he gets everything handed to him in the in, in the OT and everyone loves him. He's yeah. like in episode five he did nothing. Vader did all the work and Vader gave him Han Solo. But Boba Fett didn't do a thing. And then in episode six he gets killed like a schmuck by Han Solo who's blind, who's whittling around a stick. Which is why I never understood why people like Boba Fett because he because he wasn't good at anything. I, I he barely realized he was a bit. character. He got redeemed a little bit in Clone Wars with like his whole arc uh, becoming a bounty hunter. Who and cares? Everything. He's a he's a fucking child. No uh, one cares about it. him. He's a I baby. Like I like the show with uh, like where his uh, where he was standing there with his dad's decapitated head. That's pretty good. That's and pretty good. It, oh, that's pretty funny. And I was like, this made him like who he is. You know, I was like, that's a good moment. Like as a character, like this defined him, you know. But it never, but it doesn't matter because we never see that impact him anywhere in the movies. Like we don't know, like that that was all retrofitted, right? Yeah. Like that that doesn't it doesn't actually matter. So yeah, it's, it's a fun shot, but I only laugh at it because I think it's funny, right? Because like I don't, it doesn't actually yeah, mean yeah. anything because it has no it has no cause and effect. Um. So like yeah, so, like yeah. especially so like if if you look something like pre Clone Wars. I have no idea why people liked Boba Fett. Like it must have been like toy marketing, essentially, because it is. It it was because, but I never understand why, why people liked him, which means I had to hate him because I'm a contrarian and I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. I Star understand. Wars is very similar to uh, to Transformers oh, in that okay. they're essentially yeah. long commercials for yeah, their toys. Yeah. 
But I think the Transformers show is good, actually. But th- this is this is a different podcast. That's a different. I can I, I can pull out my Starscream collection later. Um, but that is for a different. That's for a different podcast. Next time we'll we'll <laughs> come back. We'll talk about Transformers. Uh... I, I I know nothing about Transformers. Good. <laughs> I fortunately I escaped that one. Uh, <laughs> also good, yeah, that's good. I see the people with like the uh, the stickers on their cars, yeah. and I'm like, ah, oh, fucking nerds! I don't want to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just go write my name in Arabesh, but you're a loser. <laughs> you're a loser. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. Okay, so did, did we get everyone's thoughts on Rogue One? I guess we're kind of just doing a Star Wars retrospective here, then eventually we'll get to the Yeah, retrospective. at this point, I think we're just kind of leading wherever we, we think. Actually, uh, actually, I think it would be good to ask what everyone's like favorite Star Wars property is overall. Okay, like, so not even that, just movies, just anything. I mean, that, that, would, that, that would probably be the next thing after Rogue One, which is The Last Jedi, which I think is prob- to me is a perfect movie that I would change probably nothing. And I think and they gave they gave Ryan Johnson a trilogy, right? They, they took kind it away. Of did and then they kind of took it away. Yeah. Ah. Huh. Yeah. But Poor dude, he's I doing think, well though. He's I think the Last out. Jedi is a perfect film that shows everything good about Star Wars and kills everything bad about Star Wars. Um, That's interesting which, to me. I I have some problems with that movie just from a standpoint of I just didn't enjoy it all that much. Uh huh. Because I feel like the editing is kind of wonky and a lot of the jokes just don't land and I feel like they're really cheesy. But then I have to step back and be like, out of all the Star Wars movies, like just out of all of them, it is probably the most well-rounded in terms of action and humor and plot. So like, I don't, I don't really know where I stand. Interesting. I I mean, I'd be interested to see what problems you have with it specifically. Because I mean, I I think, I mean, I I was in film school, I was just entering film school the time that movie came out. Um, and I appreciate a lot of the editing on it. Um, Ryan Johnson's next film, uh, Knives Out, has a lot of the same kind of editing styles. And I, I love that film probably even more than Last Jedi. Um, and yeah, I, I just appreciate his style of filmmaking. Everything from Looper to Brick to Last Jedi to Knives Out. I, I like the way he structures a story, specifically a mystery and then slowly kind of unravels it. So the cinematography in Last Jedi is amazing. Oh, I think it's the best cinematography in any Star Wars film. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, I love the stuff on one, the, but... the planet at the end. Um, yeah. Like, where, where they're like flying across. It's so nice. That and then um, Luke's, fight with, uh, Luke's fight with Kylo. Yeah. I think is maybe the best lightsaber fight. The Haldo maneuver? Every... So many good moments. Yeah, I mean, I, I love everything about it. I love the the messaging in the film. I think is the quintessential Star Wars messaging from like something like it, 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 like it builds on it builds on everything Episode Five laid out, and then it it's able to do it with like hindsight of the prequels and everything. It kind of just ties all of all of the mess of Star Wars into a nice little bow, and it's like, no, this is what Star Wars is about. Here is the philosophies we want to put in. And here's the stuff that can be ignored. Um, and it's, I guess the film's mainly about failure um, and I, how, to, how to overcome that on a personal level. And I think, it's, I think that's just a good message for children. And I, I, yeah, I just, I just really like everything um, about it. 
And I really like uh, the Poe Dameron spot line in that one. Oh, it's where great. it's like completely like shooting down like the lone hero thing. Yeah. Where it's like, no. That, so yeah, like I mean, on the online left, people usually like The Last Jedi. But a lot of the things people still complain about is the Holdo versus Poe stuff, which I love. Um, I Because I, I, I love that whole plot line. Um, I know everyone's complaining about how Holdo's not telling Poe the plan. I'm like, no, Poe was, po was like a just demoted officer who is not entitled to the plans of the people on the higher deck. Um, if you're like in a war, no. And the um, sh and she had, she states the reason later she states the reason why she didn't tell the plan was because she didn't want it to like get leaked to the first order. So then when Poe learns about the plan, it gets leaked to the first order because he tells Finn and um, and um, uh, Rose. And then um, the character they have uh, the um, I think that smuggler dude or whatever, yeah. Yeah, but then then he then he leaks to the first order. So like, yeah, the reason why she didn't tell the plan is because she didn't want to. She didn't want what happened to happen. It's like it all makes sense. Right. So I know yeah. so I, it, maybe that could have been a little bit clarified a little bit better because I know some people are still confused about that like section. I didn't. I didn't particularly I, like I, that, but not not because I didn't think that Haldo was doing the right thing, but because I felt like it was. I felt like they kind of changed Poe's character from the first movie, but they really didn't give Poe a character in the first movie. So I mean, Poe was supposed to die in the first act of episode seven. He wasn't supposed to, he, he, he wasn't supposed to um, sur survive the, the, the TIE fighter crash. Right, um, yeah. The, the only the, reason he is alive is because he's Oscar Isaac. And it's because Oscar Isaac was too likable. J.J. <laughs> Abrams was like, ah, we can keep you alive and, and put you back in the end of the film. So yeah, so he didn't really have a character because he wasn't supposed to be in episode seven as as, as, much, as much as he did. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, I like the kind of cocky flyboy thing getting turned on its head. And he like does not want to listen to this woman with purple hair. And I feel like that's <laughs> a lot of the like male audiences who complain about the arc. I'm like, yeah, you're like Poe. You don't want to listen to the woman with purple hair. You're like, you're right, just yeah, concentrating yeah. the point perfectly. <laughs> This hit too close to home for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's um, how you know it's good art because it's getting to you. <laughs> but yeah, my, my favorite part is probably Luke and how Luke explains the force to Ray and how Luke is so just broken as a person, um, which I think is a very nice follow-up to where we left him off in episode six. Um, I am very, my favorite part of that is that Luke's not a badass. Because yeah. Luke was never a badass. Um, yeah, no. We're we're gonna get to this uh, later when we talk when we talk about Mandalorian. But like Luke was always a nerdy goth boy. Like he was never like he was he was first a nerd farm boy and now he's a nerdy goth. He that, that's all he was. <laughs> he never did anything cool. Like he was never a badass because he because he wasn't supposed to. He we, we we never needed that from him. Luke can be cool without being a badass. And yeah, that was important to me as a younger, uh, as like a younger teen. Because um, when he shows up in Return of the Jedi, sorry to interrupt you, but like you can yeah. tell that like he's trying so hard. He's trying so hard. Yeah, <laughs> like when he, when, he, when he shows up to when he shows up to Jabba's palace, he's trying so hard, and then he falls into a giant pit. Yeah, yeah, and it's great. <laughs> and then like even when he's uh, like trying to escape. You you know that he's trying to look cool too. Yeah. He does like the backflip and shit. And his plan is so like convoluted. He hides his he like he needs to like use like, he like uses R two as a fucking like 
lightsaber shooter and it's so nerdy it's like all right r2 i'm gonna put my lightsaber in your head and if i get captured and we go and we go on to a big boat you just shoot a lightsaber up and i'll catch it and like it's such a dumb plan that's so stupid you know the planning meeting too r2 is like what if you just have the lightsaber in the first place and then you just fight them that way and then Luke's no, like, no, the, no, 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 no. <laughs> the plan, the, the way it goes is R2 is like, you fucking idiot. What is this nonsense? Because in canon, R2 swears a lot, which is really funny. And so they, actually, they actually, they actually, they actually um, mentioned this in The Last Jedi. When R2 and Luke first meet, R2 beeps something and, 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 and Luke's like, hey, secret island, watch the language. So like actually like reference R- how R2 swears all the time, which is really funny. I want to hear uh, C-3PO start swearing. I think that would be the funniest um, thing ever. He's too proper. <laughs> he could it's, never. No, no, no. That's not just, R2 swears. Not like regularly. I want there to be like something that like breaks him. And then <laughs> <laughs> where it's like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I, I like how Luke was a broken person because I mean, he killed so many people. Like he blew up the dust. Like, right. Like, he killed so many people. That, that that's 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 gonna mess you up. And if and if he thinks that he can prevent more deaths by like killing his nephew for like just like one second, of course he's gonna think that because he's killed thousands of people already, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he's always done preemptive killing. That yeah. they, like that that's that, that's what that's what the deaths are. So when he thinks when he when he thinks that for one split second, I think it's great, and then he immediately regrets it because he loves his nephew. And then he is just so broken. And I think that's a wonderful story for Star Wars. And that's a mm-hmm. great story for Luke. Um, and I was really upset that people didn't seem to appreciate it and just wanted Luke to be a badass. Um, yeah. And also, weird to criticize that movie for like how it portrays Luke. That movie makes Luke look so fucking cool at the end. <laughs> at the end? Oh my god! Is it, but it's, it's, the most, it's the most Jedi thing because he doesn't yeah. actually hurt anybody. Yeah, the best part is that he looks so awesome, but that it's all great because he because he's actually doing like the ultimate self sacrifice, which is yeah. which should be what the Jedi do. Um, it's it's aspirational to show that he even him a broken person can do so much and help people. So you know, like it's showing that even like someone who's gone through what he's gone through has yeah. something to contribute, and it's and, great. And, and the first the first thing he did. When he showed up at crate to to like after after he met Leia, first thing he did was apologize to Kylo. First, yeah, which is fantastic. Which was yeah, that's the first thing you do, and it's great because um the the last line he says before he disappears is um see around kid, which is of course um you know um, quoting Han, Han Solo. So I was so excited for episode nine because I'm like oh, we're gonna get like Luke like haunting Kylo. And essentially, yeah. we're gonna get like Luke trying to apologize and, and like make like make up with Kylo um, as as a Force ghost, and then he's gonna like eventually Kylo's gonna Kylo's gonna, Kylo's gonna eventually forgive him, and then they're gonna fight whatever. Then they're gonna fight like um, whatever like fascist is trying to take control, whatever that like redheaded loser guy is. Oh, uh, Donald, yeah, Pucks. Donald Gleason, yeah, yeah. So I, I was I was going I was going to episode nine thinking we're we're gonna get Luke. Like actually apologizing to Kylo through as a Force ghost, and they're gonna like they're gonna they're gonna fight Hux, who's trying to like become like a, a fascist warlord to be great, and then that did not happen at all. Ah, uh, dude, Hux has the weirdest arc. Like it's... as a character, what what the fuck was going on there? Like... I don't know. <laughs> well, what what what's happening is is instead of writing movies, 
a lot of Hollywood movies feel like someone went through a Reddit, uh, a Reddit board of like what we like theories for the next film and just plucked all of those ideas and made a script out of it. (laughs) And and I don't, I don't know. Like, (laughs) and the good ones, they were like, no, too obvious. Like, I feel that way. Like I feel that way about episode nine. And I feel that way about like the, the, the last two Avengers movies. Like they just feel like someone went through a Reddit board and went, Okay, that's what it is now. They, they do feel like movies made for the internet, um, but like all the worst parts of the internet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did say Reddit, did I not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Reddit isn't as relevant now as it used to be. So I think it's a lot of it's, a lot of stuff happens on like Twitter and, and stuff as well. Ah. Um, uh, yeah, but episode, I mean, do we need to talk about then, Han Solo movie? Like, it's fine. It's okay. It's, it's my amazing. favorite Star Wars movie. But really? we do not have to All talk right. about it because one of the reasons my favorite Star Wars movie is there's nothing to say about it. Yeah, As I've it's, said, it's just it's just falling. It's like, fine. There's really I really have no notes. It's just okay. It was All cool. Right. It has yeah. uh, the most like to reference uh, Mark Kermode. The most chubby hmm moment of all in Star Wars, where he goes uh, on Solo. And I oh. hated that. <laughs> it's yeah. really bad. <laughs> that is really it's dumb. bad. But it's also very Star Wars. So like, all right, like, okay, yeah, it sucks, but like, whatever. Like, it's Star Wars. Um, yeah, Episode Nine. I mean, it did everything wrong. I don't think we need to say anything more than that. Um, yeah, we we really did a whole ass it? episode just getting mad on it. Uh, okay, so good. You already did yeah, that. Yeah, we, we did, yeah. All right, all right I yeah. W- <laughs> I was looking yesterday. Um, I found out that one of the writers for episode nine was a writer for... <laughs> Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice? Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Justice League? Justice League was a writer for the movie Monster Trucks. I didn't know that. <laughs> it, it's the movie where uh, there's shells of trucks that instead of having engines have monsters in the middle of them. Okay, this is actually this actually sounds good. <laughs> it's it's a Nickelodeon movie, isn't it? Uh, it? It looks like a Nickelodeon movie. But no, yeah, uh, they they're like, okay, th- here I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna role play Lucasfilm here. So we need someone to help J.J. Abrams because he needs some help on the script. Let's get the guy that made the beloved Batman v Superman movie. Let's get him to help J.J. Abrams make the last Star Wars film. That's a good idea. And then they did it. <laughs> People said this script was bloated. I'm sure I'll do it this time. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. So that's what happened. Um, no, I think I'll only say one thing about episode nine is um, the ending of it is terrible because it makes it betrays everything Ray should be about and it sends a bad message to children. Because Ray's biggest thing in all of the sequel movies was that her greatest fear was not being alone. That that was always her thing. And even, even in episode seven, in episode seven, episode eight, her thing was about um, not wanting to be alone. And in episode eight, she learned that she didn't need her parents to find meaning. She can just try to make other connections so she isn't alone. And then in episode nine, all of her friends die. And she is at the end of the film alone on Tatooine. And she started the films alone on a sand planet and she ends the films alone on a sand planet. Now that isn't some like good full, full circle moment. It's no. that she's gone nowhere. Yeah. It's, yeah. They, it's, they really backtracked still, everything from episode eight. She's still alone on a sand planet and she has no friends. And the one person she made a connection with, which is Kylo, died. So the message of the film is if you're alone, you can try making friends, but then they're all going to die and you're still going to be alone. And that's the message of the new films. And I hate it. It's terrible for children. And, and also, 
And she puts Luke's and Leia's lightsabers on Tatooine, the place Luke wanted to leave more than anywhere else. Yeah, it's really, really a fuck you moment. It's terrible. They only wanted to get off Tatooine, and now they're back on Tatooine. Forever. Which again, isn't a full circle moment. It's it's not. It's negative growth. It's not full circle. It's negative growth. It's just. It's just you know this. You like it, right? It's, it's a reference to the fans, yeah. <laughs> it's a problem with a lot of a lot of JJ Abrams movies is that the characters make decisions for the audience to understand the reference, not for the characters to make good decisions. You see this in his Star Trek films when um, when Benedict Cumberbund says, "I am Khan." It's like that means nothing to the characters. Characters don't know what that means, yeah. but the fans do, right? It's and and it, that is just all that all of Episode Nine. Episode nine is just I am Khan all over again for the whole film. Yeah. It's here. This it, is something the fans will get, but the characters in the ship, it means nothing to the characters. F- fan, the service, characters fan service is, is really, really one of the things that, that irks me the most about like big franchises because it makes for terrible movies that people go crazy over. And, yeah. and it's just really, really, really annoying when you're trying to enjoy something that like meant something to you. And then all of a sudden it's just like, remember this? Remember this? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like being winked at. You just stop <laughs> winking at me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, the emperor is dumb. We don't need him as a villain. That's stupid. Uh, Hux, I, sh- like everything should have been handled different, right? I wanted to say, I think... Ray changing her name is the dumbest shit ever. Oh, yes. Because it just tells you, like, it seemed like what it could have been was no matter where you come from, you can be your own person. That's, you don't have to. That's episode eight. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's the whole yeah. thing is because in episode seven, she she gets asked, "What's your name?" and she just says Ray, and then and then someone's like, "Ray, what?" She's like, "Just Ray," and it's like it's like, "Oh, oh, she's alone. She has no family thing, right?" Uh-huh. And then she gets over that in episode eight. It's like, yeah, good. You, you don't need this like built-in family. You, you can make your own friends and not be alone. So when, so assuming we're, so yeah, in episode nine, when she go, when she shouldn't be attached to me at all, but let's say, say she still is because terribleness. When she gets asked, what's your name? And she says, Ray. And the person says, you know, Ray, what? This is of course, this is referencing episode seven. She should say just Ray. And then that isn't, that isn't negative growth. That actually is a full circle moment because she is now content with that right, answer right. instead that of would, being an uncontent answer. That would right? be that, what they meant to do, but didn't do. No, yeah. Like, Except for the Tatooine be, part. I mean, d- don't I would still have Tatooine. problems with Fuck Tatooine that. and stuff. But yeah, that would be actual growth. But it's no, like, she has to rely on this dumb family like lineage thing. Be like, no, Ray Skywalker, which is like, it's so stupid. Because she should be content just being herself. That should be the message of the film: is that you 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 can find friends, and you can also be content without being part of. Well, this you big, can like, you can find lineage. meaning beyond beyond like your beyond, beyond your, your like built-in family. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's not that. And yeah. it's like the difference between writing poetry and like writing a Dr. Seuss book, where it's like, oh, it rhymes, and it's like, yeah, but it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, and then I mean, I have problems with how Luke is handled and how he doesn't because I really wanted Luke to haunt Kylo and like have character growth there, which didn't happen, which makes his last line see, see around kid kind of meaningless. But anyway, I don't need to talk about that film anymore because why? Yeah. All right, now Star Wars is pulling a full Marvel. They're like, we've got all of our movies. 
that are just self-referential nonsense. Let's make some TV shows, right? <laughs> I guess we, we can bring up. Um, so, did you guys see any of Clone Wars? The show? I watched all of it. Okay. And the Clone Wars movie, which oh. Yeah. Remember that? So I, I I saw all of Clone Wars. I saw the Clone Wars movie. I watched Rebels a few times, which is kind of like Clone Wars, but a little bit more for kids and set like five years before A New Hope. I think they're just doing what Clone Wars did because it was pretty for kids at the beginning and just aging up. And then it slowly, yeah, yeah, it got aged up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I like Rebels. I thought it was fine. I like Clone Wars a little bit more. The last season of Clone Wars is really good. Oh, it's uh, so good. Except for like the Bad Batch stuff. That was which was fun. a little bit boring. Yeah, the Bad Batch stuff was a little bit boring. But it's getting a show. Yay! <laughs> Guess what I'll be watching. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, oh these characters have nothing. Let's make a show based around them and only them. But yeah, like, the Siege of Mandalore was great. Uh, Darth Maul and Ahsoka was great. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, like the, the last four episodes were, like, a good movie if you just, like, s- stitch them together. Um, yes, definitely. Because they actually have character moments and they have things where the characters make decisions for themselves and not as a reference for the fans, and it's it's good. And some of the best, like, fight choreography in all of Star Wars. Yeah. So, um, the, the, the last fight between uh, Ahsoka and Maul was actually um, motion okay. capture. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. With, with Ray Park. With, with Ray, Ray Park. Park. Which you uh, can tell because of the way Darth Maul move, like, and moves his foot. to him. Yeah. yeah, but like the way he kicks his foot is the same way um, Ray Park always fights with a staff, and you can tell. And it's uh-huh. wonderful. Um, yeah, fan- fantastic fight. Um, so Clone Wars is a mixed bag, but it has enough good things that I'm calling it good. Um, yes, definitely. And then, uh, I guess, uh, season one of Mandalorian, which is okay. It's... It's very much a TV show, it's which is TV not show, what you would... And it's very much okay. Yeah. Um, my, my biggest gripe with it, whether when I started and when I like watched trailers and stuff and when the show was on, it's like, okay, the show is just purely based on the concept of the main character looking cool. <laughs> that is like the driving yeah. motivation for the show is that character in armor look cool. Which is the same uh-huh. reason why people like Boba Fett, right? It's like yeah. it's the same thing. Like there's there's no there's no real substance there, but man look cool, I guess. And you're like, okay. Which Maybe. is why I was so excited for Bo Katan. I'm like, oh, they got a Mandalorian that has a character. That actually has a character <laughs> and actually does things. Yeah. yeah. But like it's like I appreciate the lone wolf and the cub type stuff, right? Because you know Mandalorian season one very much draws on a lot of like old. Um, old films of that genre same thing with like you know um hidden fortress um was an inspiration for a new hope so you, have, you know you have, a, you have a lot of old uh, old japanese films influencing the the mandalorian which is, which is great like the, 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 the music's good um the way it's filmed is fine um it's impressive for filming it essentially in front of a big like led screen um john yeah. favreau is a great technical filmmaker yes like as lion king bad movie great technically i guess i mean i just don't, i think the characters i think because characters can't emote i think it also isn't great technically because the no, no, animals yeah, are no. too focused on being looking real and not looking like characters no but the like, art as direction a is not good feet, but but his as a feat yeah. yes, not like yeah. as anything else yeah like whoa they accomplished that good for them i guess I don't yeah know. i mean like same thing with iron man which was kind of revolutionary for like for for the time um yeah he's he's a good technical filmmaker um, all the best bits in that show come from Dave Filoni, at least in season one. 
Um, Taika Waititi as well. Ta- oh, and Taika Waititi, like IG88, fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like Taika Taika Waititi directed the, directed the last episode. I think probably my, my favorite moment in season one is the two stormtroopers talking in the in the beginning of episode like uh, of, of the last episode, and they like keep missing, and it's great. Like you know, that's that's good, and that's very much like um, that's very much like Jojo Rabbit, which is maybe one of the best films about Nazis. Yes, yes. We in this podcast are Taika Waititi stands. Absolutely. Good, good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I I I, I like that. I mean, and I like that Baby Yoda's a puppet. I think puppets are cool. My one of my I, I loved in episode eight that Yoda was a puppet again, and I like that Yoda was like back to being actual Yoda, like like Yoda as the troll, not Yoda as like the guy in the prequels. Um, and I and I and you, you could tell his puppet a pu- pu- puppet was great, and I like that Baby Yoda's a puppet too, and it's a fun puppet. I, I think um, puppets move very creepily, but I feel like if it had been CGI, it would just be bad. But it looks so, so much like, better than CGI. Yeah, so so like, so much better for it. that role. But like, also, yeah. I just I, the movement of puppets. Oh yeah, no, like, it looks creeps creepy. Me out. <laughs> but like, but like, I can tell it's a physical object, right? right yeah. Whereas, um, I guess full spoilers for Mandalorian. Now I can tell Luke's face isn't a physical object, right? There's there is something you can you can. There's something that you can feel that's like, no, that's something I could touch versus no, I can't touch that. There's, there's always something. And no, like same thing, same thing with Tarkin's face, everything. There's all, I mean, Tarkin's much better than Luke. At this point, I'm just wondering when Hollywood is going to learn that de-aging people and like digital face replacements is just e- either completely worthless or really, really difficult. Like the only one that it's, really <sighs> makes it any like sense is Blade Runner 2049. Cause nobody, people don't even realize it was digital face, but like, there's still, I, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm in film school. I know about film stuff. Um, de-aging people so much better. Um, de-aging people is way easier than trying to do a digital face replacement. Um, de-aging, especially if you have, if, like if you're doing a de-aging deep fake on the same actor, so much easier, which is why the Irishman's possible, um, uh-huh. versus something like Tarkin or Leia in Rogue One, where you're trying to put another actor's face onto another actor. That is where all the issues start because no one knows how to. Because animating uh, mouth movements is very difficult. Um, yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of like micro expressions that people do with our lips. It's very hard to animate, and also it's hard to make the eyes look um, alive. But if you're filming and if you're filming the same actor. So like Robert De Niro in The Irishman, if you're filming the actor, you already have all those exact lip moments, uh, movements, and you have those eyes. You, you, you just need to de-age the rest of the face, which is so much easier. But, but, and they haven't done that in Star Wars yet because they did not do that for Luke, which they should have done with Mark Hamill, but they didn't. Um, did y'all watch uh, The Five Bloods on Netflix, the Spike Lee movie? No. I haven't gotten around to it now. Something they did in that movie was they'd have these flashback sequences to uh, the Vietnam War where the same actors who are playing them in present day as like old men, yeah. they're playing them in the past sequences as well, just yeah. completely the same. And you know it's different because of storytelling cues. And I don't think people need to like focus so much on like, oh, we're gonna do like this extravagant like technical thing where we- No, they <laughs> like, should have cast Sebastian Shaw, which, which was, yeah. which, or, or Shaw, whatever his name is. They should have done that. Cause then like yeah. no one cares. Cause at least it's a real face. Yeah. Um, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to that later. Um, I guess I, I have a whole bunch of thoughts on the last episode of Mandalorian season two. Um, but in terms of se- season one, I think it's fine. Like it's 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 not good, but like it's fine. It's, it's the kind of show where I'll watch it, and I'll be like, 
I guess that wasn't a waste of time, but like I'm never watching it, it again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's never like, something it's Mandalorian look cool. Yep. All right. I guess he looks kind of cool sometimes, but I don't really care. Okay. Actually, actually surprisingly, he doesn't look that cool in the first season. No. <laughs> like, and he and he looks like a doofus compared to Bo-Katan. Yeah. Like when, when we get to like the episode with other Mandalorians, like, no, this guy doesn't know anything he's doing. The other Mandalorians actually look like they know what they're doing. Boba Fett and like and um, and Mando have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> they're just kind of um, walking around and randomly shooting. Like they're they're not good. But like but like look cool as in like, oh, here's him walking away in the sunset with his armor shining. Oh yeah, that means coolness in film language. Yeah. Yeah, well they yeah. looks cool. He looks cool when he's beating up regular people. When he's just like <laughs> trying to get information out of some guy. It's like, man, he really brutalized that guy. That's fucking cool. <laughs> they put a lot of weight on on just the idea that because he beat up these people who are supposedly really good at what they do, he's much better at what they do. Yeah. So then they, they don't really care about like his choreography or anything like no. that at all. So like in in uh in season one, I believe it's like episode uh It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. In season one they're they're yeah trying to extract uh someone from like a prison cell and I Yeah, yeah. And there's a scene where he takes down like a bunch of droids. All at once. And that scene, he does nothing that looks like he would actually be able to destroy them. Like you think he's going to get stopped because it it doesn't look like he actually has much force in his fighting at all. And then he just destroys them all. And you're supposed to be like, oh yeah, he's really good at fighting because we just saw him take down all these droids. It's like the the action in Mandalorian is never well choreographed. And the big, the bigger problem is that it has no stakes. It's like the way they telegraph the show is they always make Mandalorian the dude. I'm not. I'm not going to call him by his name. I know. I know he has a name that people reference in like articles and stuff, but they never say it in the show. So fuck that. No. Um, um, but like the, the way that they, the way that they telegraph his actions is always to like yeah make him look very powerful, which makes the show's action have no stakes whatsoever. It's like you never feel like any character is in danger. You never feel like there's ever going to be consequences. Yeah, he because... got swallowed by a dragon. I didn't worry for a second. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, there, you, you never, you never care. Like you, you know him or Baby Yoda is never going to get hurt. Well, you, uh, there, never, there wasn't you, even you, there wasn't even a question of whether or not he would come back in that episode, right? No, there wasn't of even a question not. of would he would he like would it be a cliffhanger and he come back the next episode? No, obviously he's just going to kill that freaking dragon immediately yeah. and save and the day so they only establish stakes in the show one time we'll talk about that later and then they ruin it um but for all of season one and all of all of season two except for last episode there's usually no stakes in the action which makes the action boring um so when it takes like in something like in season two when him and boba fett first actually meet and boba fett like kills all those stormtroopers you know what the stormtroopers never do is they never fire a single shot so yeah, Bofet's cool taking down like 50 troopers, but they're only charging at him. They never try <laughs> shooting. It's video, like, it's, it's video game it's logic. It's video game logic. You attack them until they get beat up and then I'll come in after. It's the worst because like everyone was like sharing the clip on Twitter. Be like, yeah, Bofet's finally cool. I'm like, no, 
No one's attacking Boba Fett. He's just punching them as they walk up to him. He's not doing anything cool. No one's attacking him. They can have 50 people line up and just all, sh- on all shoot his legs, then he's dead. But they don't do that. No, Garrison, they, he's so cool that they can't attack they, him. They're, they're just too in, intimidated to pull the trigger. <laughs> they can't. They're like, oh, he's so fucking cool. What do we do? <laughs> It's terrible. It's like, yeah, so I hate when people share stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, like they're finally cool. I'm like, no. It's a poorly shot scene with no action or stakes. But Both uh, the Mandalorian and Boba Fett are the guy from Indiana Jones who yes. swings the sword around. The swords. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just shoot them in the leg. It's easy. Have you tried it? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Mandalorian's a little bit easier because he, he actually has leg armor. But, Bo- but Boba Fett doesn't. Um, because Boba Fett's not good at anything. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, but I mean, I, so I like parts, parts of season two I do like. I like the episode on water. I, 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 hate, the, I hate the sweaters. Because those sweaters shouldn't be in Star Wars. Because it looks like an Earth sweater. And that, that kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, it's just like Admiral Ackbar in an Earth sweater. That's not cool. And yeah. that's, that's it. Um, but, also, uh, we can't root for the Mandalorian as a protagonist because he's objectively racist. He's space racist towards the Mount Calamari. He gets back in his ship and he's like, oh, typical Mount Calamari. Okay, I oh. think that that's valid. No, fuck those men. <laughs> fuck those squid people. <laughs> Who cares? They're really, they have stupid sweaters. <laughs> but I want, I want the Mandalorian to get canceled on Twitter because of his because he's space racist. <laughs> yeah. oh, I want to be canceled on Twitter because I'm space racist. Quote me. Fuck, fuck those space squids. <laughs> fuck the space <laughs> squids. As I've said, we need a social issue drama in Star Wars about I mean, space racism. That's spacism. What, that's what Thrawn was. Yeah. Is that because everyone was racist against Thrawn because he was the only alien in the Empire? Um, and it's so weird that the Empire is such a overtly racist organization but they never like directly touch on they it they never bring it up because <laughs> it would be too political N- noted unpolitical thing wars yeah okay. um any yeah but no but i i i do like the water episode because i like the i like bo-katan because bo-katan's great in the show uh, great she um i i love they brought up i love they brought the same actor who plays her in clone wars uh it's great mm-hmm. um the action is good. They're actually good at fighting. Um, um, let's see. People actually shoot at them with blasters, unlike unlike Boba Fett. Um, and I uh, and I um, I like water. I think the water stuff was fun, and the Mandalorians actually seem neat in that episode. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, good episode. Good episode. Um, it's nice finally seeing a. Uh, a uh, crate dragon. That's cool. Ah, um, uh, no. Fuck no, that. I mean, I'm done with seeing. I'm done with seeing him kill big animals. Oh yeah. It's I, like, don't care, eh, I, I don't care. About, <laughs> see, I don't care about him killing big animals. I I just like crate dragons. Um, I yeah, just like yeah. crate dragons, and we we've never seen them in Star Wars like uh, actually before. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. Um, I like that they have the crate dragon pearl, just like in the EU. So it's very nerdy. Just like the fan service that like doesn't matter. Just like no one cares except for me. Right, so like that's um, it's like fan service that doesn't actually impact the story, but it's just just like a fun tidbit for the losers who are watching the show. That's that's fun. 
right? It's like, oh yeah, there's the I, crate dragon pearl. Oh, I know about that because I have no life. It's it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's that kind of thing. I liked uh, seeing them sit down and eat with the Tuscans. I was like, this that is was good. Cool. <laughs> no, yeah, um, I, I love the I love when the Mandalorian just like talks with talks with the Tuscan Raiders. That's great because like that 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 is very Star Wars actually. Is like trying yeah. to you know you have this enemy that you don't really understand, and you can just kind of talk to them, which is why I like Steven Universe. Um, yeah, and that, that that's actually the one part about the Mandalorian I actually really like is how he doesn't just kill the Tuscan Raiders. I, I like that he actually he actually talks to them because it actually adds a little bit of depth to the character that they don't that they don't but, ever really bring up. But I, I was appreciate. like, oh, it's cool that he knows Tuscan as well. Um, yeah, it's great. So yeah, because he took the time to be like, I could just kill these people, or I can learn their language and talk with them, and he chose to do that, and I think that's really neat. I was a little surprised how Amy Sedaris seems to know every language for every alien. I'm like, man, she must spend so much time learning all of these languages. I, I do love her. Oh, I do love her so much. We already talked about most of other Star okay. Wars, so we can actually talk about season two. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, I guess we could talk about the last episode. I mean, Ahsoka episode, great. I love Ahsoka episode. It's very much like those Japanese films. It was quite fun. Um, yeah. It was fun. Rosario like, Dawson's good. I'm glad Rosario Dawson's show. great. Laser swords, fun, cool, moving on. Um, boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> Sorry, John, if you didn't see this one. <laughs> I didn't good. see this one, but I, I, I know what you're okay. Um I'll talk about the episode was, most of it was actually good. Um, I liked them infiltrating the base. Um, I liked um, I liked when he met um, the evil black guy who plays the evil black guy on every show. Um, <laughs> that was good. Um, I liked their little fight. That was he really cool. has a very specific type. He's very uh. very typecast. Um, I I liked the drama of um, uh, of Mandalorian getting um, the dark saber and all the tension mm. that's going to cause with Boba Tan. That's that, mm. that's a fun thing to build up that they've been dropped. Um, I wish that was resolved. Dark um, sabers are cool. Love dark, dark and sabers. Dark, and dark sabers are cool. There, uh -huh. done. Um, and then they finally built tension because because they because they had Mando fight a, um one of the dark troopers before. You're like, oh, they're actually hard. There's lots of them. Now we're gonna have to have our team of heroes try to beat all the dark troopers. And like Mando's gonna have to use the Mando's gonna use the dark saber. Maybe he'll like give it to Bo-Katan and they they can like they, they can use it together. And that's gonna actually be something that has tension. Maybe they, maybe they can kill Bo-Katan. Maybe they can actually you know, do stuff that, that brings tension and has consequences. And I was so excited. I'm like, finally there's tension. Cause I don't, know if they, I don't know if they can actually win this battle without having some casualties. That's great. And then the X-Wing shows up. And I immediately knew what was happening. I'm like, fuck, no. <laughs> they built Machina. tension and now they lost it. Okay, but, but there, is, there, is, there, 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 is, there is a way to save this. We can now have Luke and Mandalorian fight together. So there can still be tension, but we'll have Mandalorian with the dark saber and Luke with his green saber trying to take on the, 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 the dark troopers together. They can, they can go back to back, just like in Last Jedi. And actually, they can still have tension. And then that didn't happen. <laughs> and then it was just Luke being a badass, which I hate because Luke shouldn't be a badass, as we've already discussed. Because Luke's not a badass. He's a nerd. So like his action is okay, but if I was directing the episode, I would have it's like assuming the same kind of choices were needing to be made, even though I disagree with them. Assuming I still I still have to shoot shoot the same scenes, I knew there is ways to shoot Luke's scenes better that make him look less of a badass and more like a nerd that still resembles the way Luke fought in Episode Six. 
because the way he fights in the way he fights an episode in, in Mandalorian is nothing like how he fights in episode six. Um, it's a very different style of fighting, um, which, which is weird sense. because yeah. it seems like something that yeah, Dave no, Filoni would understand too. Because Dave, Dave Filoni's Filoni very conscious of but that. But Dave typically. Filoni didn't write the episode. Peyton yeah. Reed directed it, who was the director of Ant-Man, which that makes sense. And um, <laughs> John Favreau wrote it, which also makes sense, right? Dave Filoni but I mean, wasn't, yeah. he's, I he's in a producing he's role. He's still a producer, would, yeah. but you have to over, you have to, you can't beat Peyton Reed and John Favreau, which is like two of like the top Marvel guys, yeah, which yeah. makes sense for why the episode went the way it oh. did. Because it's, it happens like, like, like a Marvel film. It's what I was saying. They're turning Star Wars into Marvel. And they are. Which I, I am not happy about. Um, so yeah, I'm already upset about the way Luke's fighting. I'm like, okay, they tried to make him look cool. They have the shot of him just, just, just like Vader in Rogue One, which that shouldn't be anything. That shouldn't happen because that's not, that's, that's not who Luke is. That doesn't feel right for Luke. No, yeah. That's... And then he takes, and then he takes off his hood. I'm like, ah, Mark Hamill, what happened to you? <laughs> Oh no! Which is which is weird because he was like they said that Mark Hamill was on set to film he did, that. He he did the voice. Um, it's it's so, so weird also to see like a moment that they think is going to be really good, just like horribly backfire. <laughs> like, but the you know? thing is, people like it. So like the, the thing on Twitter that I hate. Same thing with like the Boba Fett clip. People are posting Luke's fight on Twitter, and they're like, "Yes, we finally have my Luke Skywalker back." Ours is back. I'm like, no, this was never your Luke Skywalker. This was never this Luke is... Skywalker. This is the first time we've seen Luke do anything like this. So like, this I, is I, a character I, we've never met. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, like not even that. Like, you no know, people posting his fight. Be like, yes, our Luke Skywalker is back. You know, because like in Episode Eight, he wasn't he wasn't badass, and now he's badass again. And they're like, oh, he's back. But he was never actually like this. Well, and this that's that's a big problem with, with with fandoms in general is is claiming the characters as your own instead. Instead it's of this mental as who they of the are character. in the character, yeah. like yeah, you you start to project what you want them yeah. to be on on the characters, on and them. and then when they, that's not the character, people get really upset, and yep. and and now apparently we just change everything when when fans get upset like that. So yes. <laughs> and the thing is that Star Wars for me so much is like a child's idea of what is cool because I grew up yep. watching it. Yeah, it is. So then so then realizing as you're older, oh, it wasn't actually ever cool. But that's Which what is I the like. Point. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. So then, retroactively making it cool is just like self-sabotage. It's missing the point because <laughs> it's because it's essentially like the Mandalorian is essentially a, a big budget fan film. Yeah, like, that's what it is, right? And like especially this last episode of Mandalorian with with Luke because it it looks like a fan film because you make these characters look all cool and stuff, but there's no like but they they ruin all the stakes they developed by making Luke come in as like a deus ex machina and then it feels flat. Yeah, and if you've seen Star Wars short films, they seem the same. It's They're exactly the same. Oh, it it <laughs> yeah. really does. The, every episode of The Mandalorian feels like a Star Wars short film. Yes. It, it really does. I, yeah. I, I even really like some of those short films, but then when you see it as the actual franchise where it's like but the it people be the franchise. making yeah. the franchise, mm -hmm. it's it's a little bit jarring, you know? It's like this it's is jarring. a... Yeah, which is a great. And it's like, it's like if Born of Hope, that Lord of the Rings fan made film, was canon in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's it doesn't. Like... No. Yeah, and then for, as, in terms of Luke's face, so they got they got. Um, I've seen what the double looks like. The guy that they actually made to play Luke, and it's mm -hmm. fine, but it's not. It doesn't look like him. Um, and so like they did not de-age Mark Hamill. 
they 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 did a face replacement. They should have got Mark Hamill if they wanted to do that's it. A, they wanted that's to do definitely a, a John Favreau thing. He's really into the digital replacements. Yeah, yeah. If like if 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 they wanted to do a digital replacement thing, they should have just filmed Mark Hamill and then did did an actual de aging. They didn't. They got a younger actor and then they then they did a face swap. Um, I think John Favreau which is looks very weird. similar to George Lucas in that he gets so excited about technological about ideas that he sub, yeah. that he like undercuts his own like art. Yeah, he yeah. sabotages because he's himself. Trying to push yeah. boundaries. Yeah. So ideally, they would have cast s- s- um, the Winter Soldier guy because he would be a fine Luke. Yeah, not Sebastian perfect, Stan. He'd be fine. Yeah, Sebastian Stan, not Sebastian Shaw. Yeah, he'd be fine. It's not again not great, but fine. Um, and second case scenario. They do um, a, a Mark Hamill DH. Worst case scenario, they do a face swap on a new actor, which is what they did. Um, and it looks weird. It doesn't look great. There's like two frames that look okay, but whenever he starts moving, it looks weird. Um, the guy doesn't walk like Mark Hamill. I I I put frame I put I did a frame by frame analysis of the way the guy walks um, in the corridor compared to the way Luke walks in episode six. Because there's a scene of him on a hallway walking with Vader. Because again, I am terrible and I have no life. So I did a frame by frame analysis on the way Luke walks, and it's all wrong. He doesn't walk like Luke at all. It's like it's like whenever he's like shot from behind, I'm like, that's not Luke. That's just a man walking. It doesn't feel like Luke. There's so many problems with it that make me just so upset. Because I love Luke Skywalker and I have that exact costume, and I'm yeah. like, I could do a better job as Luke Skywalker than this. Because he just yeah he does, yeah he, he feels like he feels like. A 30-year-old man. He doesn't feel like Luke Skywalker, which should be very different. And I left very frustrated, and then I made angry tweets asking to be on podcasts, and here we are. Here we are. And Full with circle. That, we uh we're gonna stay in this relationship because we spent too much time, but uh boy does it suck. So yeah. then I guess that raises the question then. Uh on our rating system, Mandalorian, is it just season two, David, or do you want to do the whole the whole show? We're I think we're rating Star Wars as a whole. Okay, Star it's, Wars. Oh, oh no. Okay, so how it works is you can either give it a zero, which is do not watch this. You can give it a one, do what you want, basically. Or a two, you have to see this, right? So I think I would say if you haven't seen it, zero. If you have, if you haven't seen it, do not watch. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I agree. If you haven't seen it, do not watch. If you have seen it, watch. You're already watching it. You have to. You're stuck. <laughs> I, I, I don't say you have to. You can be a better person than I am. You, you can get therapy. You can have growth. You can stop. You, you can try. I can't. I'm too far gone. But there is hope for someone else, I think. Um, so I, I, I give it a one rating. Then, if if you if you have seen it, I give you a one rating. Do what you want. Um, try try to get help. Try to find a way out. <laughs> but if you so, end up being trapped like me, just try to survive as best as you can. Um, the rating is basically a point five. Yeah, point five. <laughs> um, I give Star Wars a point five. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, with that, uh, Garrison, what would you like to what would you like to plug? You've got some podcasts going on. Yeah, um, currently have a podcast going on about the Portland BLM protests called uh, Uprising, a guide from Portland, um, produced by iHeartRadio. Uh, you can find it on wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, it's fantastic. Everyone should go listen to it. Well, thank you. Garrison thank you so is much. very talented, and we're happy to have him. 
Thank you so much. Um, you can also check out Behind the Bastards, Robert Evans' podcast. Bob I Evans. Some, I have some episodes upcoming um, on there. I have, I have like three episodes coming up soon that I have written and hosted. Um, so there's that. Um, also, I have some old episodes about the focus on the family if you want to learn about weird religious stuff. We um, both grew up homeschoolers as well. So okay. like, we yeah. the focus on the family. Okay. Very good. Yeah, great. it was great. Oh, that was awesome. That was very close to home. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was, I, I wanted to make the episode and I'm glad I'm done with it. Um, yeah. That. And then I, lastly, if you want to see me uh, ask to be on more podcasts, you can follow me on Twitter um, at Hungry Bowtie. And awesome. that is the end. And Dave, David frozen left. Great. Perfect. Ideal. Thanks for coming on. It was a great chat. Yeah. Thank you so much.